want to talk to you just a minute about a famous old preacher, a real hero of mine. He's in heaven today. Been been gone for quite a while. But his name was Oswald J. Smith. He loved missions and wanted to be a missionary. That's all the man ever wanted to do is be a missionary. But he couldn't do it. He tried. He went overseas over and over again. And uh, finally, he, God got it across to him to pastor a church in Canada and quit and do missions, but quit trying to go overseas and be a missionary. And so uh, there was a church in Toronto that needed a pastor. When he got there, they said, now, look, we're deep in debt. And we want you to preach Sunday morning, and we want you to preach Sunday night. We want you to mention the debt, talk about the debt, and raise an offering to, to deal with the debt. And so he got up Sunday morning and preached, and he preached on missions to everybody's surprise, and never one time mentioned the debt. They said, why don't you stay over and preach next Sunday? Now listen, we're deep in debt. We want you to take up an offering. We want you to get this debt taken care of. And so he preached Sunday morning on missions, never mentioned the debt. Called an afternoon meeting for 2.30, preached on missions, never mentioned the debt. Preached Sunday night on missions, never mentioned the debt. For some crazy reason, the board decided to hire him as their pastor. And so he preached for a solid year, never one time mentioned the debt, preached on missions every time. But because they gave to missions and believed in missions, God paid their debt off. So at the end of the year, he got his report from his, his bookkeeper, his CPA, and the bookkeeper said, you gave seven times more to missions than you spent here at home. And I want to read you something that he said that I've lived by and I've preached around the world. He said, number one, if I refuse to give anything to missions this year, I practically cast a ballot in favor of the recall of every missionary from the field. Number two, if I give less than I've given before, then I favor a reduction in the forces of missionaries proportionate to my reduced contributions. Number three, if I give the same as I've always given, every year give it the same, then I favor holding the ground already won, but I oppose any forward movement. My song is hold the fort, forgetting that the Lord never intended his army to take refuge in a fort. All his soldiers are commanded to go. And number four, he said, if I increase my offering beyond former years, then I favor an advance an advanced movement in the conquest of new territory for Christ. And you know, I took that to heart when I was a missionary and all these years I've been in the ministry. I mean, all these years, uh, at the beginning of every year, I tell the Lord, I'm gonna give more this year than I gave last year. I'm gonna give more this year than I gave last year. And we've been able to do that now for over half a century. And God has blessed it and blessed it and blessed it. It's proven. And uh, I invite you to get involved in giving to missions as well. And if you'd consider, prayerfully consider, partnering with Renee and I, partnering with Terry Mize Ministries as we go around the world, then I promise you this, I will pray for you. Renee will pray for you. Our staff will pray for you every day, every day, every day. And according to God's word, he will bless you and minister to you and keep his word to you. I believe you'll find missions giving is going to be your greatest asset and your greatest return on your giving that you've ever had in your life. God bless you. We love you. You're more than conquerors. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves.
Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to More Than Conquerors program. We are thrilled to be with you and talk to you some more about the wonderful, marvelous, powerful things, life-giving from the Word of God. Amen. I mean, this is the... I like it. This is the right stuff. It is the right stuff. <laughs> and it's so important. You know, Terry and I... We we travel the country here in America, and then he's traveled around the world for 55 years. And in the last eight and a half, now almost nine years that we've been married, um, I've been privileged to see uh, this all go into action. We've been talking about Terry's new uh, upcoming book, Pulling Down Strongholds, and I've been able to see him function in that, uh, you know, spiritual promise from God, you know, the, from the Word of God, that we can cast down imaginations. Yes, we thank can, God. Uh, take authority <clears throat> in our own minds over fear and worry and doubt and, and trauma and uh, just life, you know, to not let day-to-day disappointments overwhelm you. You know, I see so many people that are so mentally fragile. They are today. You know, they're they're mentally fragile. They're emotionally weak-minded about so many things that if just anything happens, they just are crushed. And they don't know how to cast down those imaginations. They don't know how to... No, they don't. In fact... Uh, rest those thoughts, do they? As Paul said, we're being attacked on every side. Yeah, he said we're cramped but not crushed in the Amplified Bible. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the... The mess we're living through right now where people are, uh, you know, we have our borders open in this country to anybody and everybody, and we don't have a clue who they are, where they're from, what's wrong with them, if they're sick, healthy, bombers, terrorists, murderers, we don't know anything about them. Plus, they're telling little boys they're really little girls, and they're telling little girls they're really little boys, and they're letting women, transgender women, which are biological men, race against uh, you know, women. I mean, it's nuts. People, people don't know. No. Uh, they don't know what their sex is. They don't know what their gender is. Don't know, and they're soft. Yeah, you know, we just came soft. through. We just came through D Day and you know, and, and Memorial oh Day here a few few weeks ago, and, and you just think, you know, the 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 crop of young fighting age men we have today as opposed to what we call the greatest generation. Right. I mean, you know, they're telling us today that, that if you're a man, you're, it's, it's, it's toxic to, to have masculinity. I mean, what a mess, Renee. Well, and people don't know in the world, Christians should know better, but to know a lie when you hear it, to know uh, an evil spirit, contact with an evil spirit and you're not just talking you may be looking at a human being but you're you don't you're you're going to see more than that when you walk in the spirit oh yeah you're going to hear sure. something you're going to know something in the spirit this is an evil person no that's right and we, if you don't and we're know, forbidden by the word of god to call evil good yeah right and yeah that's what the news media is doing every day it's what the politicians are doing isn't and it's something? what your average person is doing if they're brainwashed by that stuff. But right. we are forbidden by the Word of God to call evil good or good evil. Well, and what's happening is that there's more, like the Word says, that in the last days wicked men shall wax worse and worse. Then we're dealing with people that really have gone to Washington, D.C., or they've 
gotten a job in Wall Street or Hollywood or any of these other places, and they have seared their conscience with a hot iron. Oh, yeah. They're unscrupulous people. Sure. And the Bible even instructs us, Terry, to stay away from those people. Oh, to of not course even it does. Engage. No. And, you know, that we shouldn't have, it. the Bible says, uh, fellowship with the unrighteous deeds of darkness. When you start dealing with a manipulation of a child's mind, I want to tell you this, and while we're talking here on the program, I heard from a friend uh, the other day and showed me the article where a well-known actress, if I said her name, you would know who she is, that they had lived in the same area with them out in California and that they had gone to the park and that actress and her, their nanny of their children were in that park with these children and the, and the two little boys and a sister, an older little 10 year old girl and then two younger boys, they were crying to their nanny that their mother was making them wear girls clothes. Oh my goodness. And that they were so tormented. This is small children. These are small little boys. You know that scars a child's psyche? They were like seven and four, something like that. If I just just tormented with the nanny and she was consoling them that they had to do what their mother said, you know, blah, 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 that she was making them wear men's uh, little boys wearing girls' clothing, their sister's clothing. And she went out and bought clothes for them, girls' clothes for the little boys to wear. I wow. mean, just the insanity it is insane. of those kinds of things that people have got to learn when they're hearing a lie and when they're hearing the right, truth. Right. And if they don't have an understanding of that and they don't realize what they hear and what they're not hearing, right? you know, you're not hearing the truth and this is a lie. Right. And then that's how people end up being deceived sure is. is because they did not know how to cast down not only a lie, but a, anything that would be a thought. Didn't exalt any high thing. High thing that Paul would exalt that itself. Exalts itself yeah. What against the against knowledge, the of, knowledge God. of God? Against the knowledge of God. If it's against the Bible, the word of God. <laughs> if it's against the Bible, yeah. then it's a high thing, trying to rise up over the Bible, over the Word of right. God. And I, it's, it's like what, something you've said for for many years. You said when you know the truth, right. it's easy to spot a lie. Exactly. And you know when when we've been raised in the truth. Yes. Then a lie is just that, that quick to spot. Right. But what we're doing today, they're indoctrinating and brainwashing our children right. to where they don't know the truth. They're not teaching them the truth. No. So they, well, they accept the lie. Failed in that. Pastors doing the same yeah. thing. And so we, they accept the lie because they don't have the truth shining up here <laughs> That's right. to put the lie up against. Yeah. It's just the lie. Thank and God. And so they say, well, the lie must be true. Thank God you and I grew up in, in an era where many pastors did try to tell the truth. I mean, oh, they yeah. there was religion. Well, and you had it in three areas. You got it at home, the yeah. truth. You got it at church, the truth. Exactly. You got it at school, the right. truth. Now, school teachers are forbidden to do the truth. On your chapter, you had pulled out the other day, um, and we were talking about uh, how to not give place to the devil. Right. And so many people... There's a chapter I, uh, out of my new book, Pulling Down Strongholds. Yeah. There's a chapter that says... Uh, give the devil no place, give, right. giving no place to the devil. Well, and, and in order to help people, especially new folks, uh, people that are, that are terrified nowadays about putting their children in public school. Oh, yeah. And, and, and maybe they're unchurched or either they've never been uh, accepted Jesus as the Lord of their life sure. and the Savior. Um, Christians now are being 
put on list as terrorists. Parents that, that, parents, that that attend, parents that attend um, uh, PTA meetings, parents that, uh, that come and voice their opinions and at city. Care about their kids. Yeah, care about their families. Um, that the lie is so determined to be told. Sure. That the world is so determined to tell a lie. Um, and the Bible says this, Terry, that they'll believe a lie and be damned. Oh, yeah. Sure, that, of course. That if, to me, and I'll just say this to y'all, and you can look at it and see and form your own opinion. But the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the, according to what is written in Romans 10, is the easiest thing to believe. Of course. Because all you have to do is believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Sure. And then say out of your mouth that he is Lord. Well, you know, you I, know? I have preached the gospel. Yes. Not just a sermon, the gospel. Right. To millions around the world yeah. uh, that don't know Jesus, don't know the Bible. Never I, heard I have anything. to take them from ground zero. Yes. And I have to start with the creation that God created. Exactly. God created Explain Adam that. and Eve and put them in the garden. Right. And I tell that and I say, now that's the story of the creation of man. You know, then I introduce the snake and we come in, you know, in the betrayal and the sin. And I say, and that's the story of the fall of man. You know, and then bring it right on in and to, yeah. the, to Jesus being the redemption of man. And, and, you know, they, they accept it because it's truth. It's light. And they can... And they're in can darkness that, and that yeah. shines light. But, but today they're trying that. to get rid of the truth and show only darkness so they believe right. only the lie. Right. And I'm just, I'm just shocked that in America that, that people want to embrace communism when, when our, our fathers, grandfathers, uncles, brothers fought and died to stop communism around the world and now people want to embrace it in this nation. I mean, right. it's insane. Communism, I mean, communism is exact opposite from the gospel. Of course. And the gospel it has is, never worked in any country. Yeah, the, the thing that I, I, I neglected to say was that the gospel is so easy to receive. Believe in a heart, in your heart, confess with your mouth, and thou shalt be saved. Shalt I mean, be that's, saved. that's take it to the bank. Yep, that's you it. know, let's take it to the bank. Then the world comes along. And they try to tell you, no, you're not a man, you're a girl, and right. you probably should have been, you know, blah, blah, blah. God made a mistake. And God made a mistake. And, if and there was just, a God. And I'm just, you know, and I think it takes a whole lot more stupidity oh, yeah. to believe that yeah. than it yeah. would take faith to just believe in your heart and confess to your mouth that Jesus Christ is, is Lord. You're a man, I'm a woman. I, you know, it's done. There's only two. You know, it's done. And and yet the the confusing message and lie from the world, well, then, I mean, they've they gone go so the, far away. They go after anything in the Word of God and try to pervert it, like they've done with God's rainbow. Right. God put a rainbow in the sky as a, the Bible says it's a token. It's not the covenant. Right. It's, it's a, a token, token of, of the, the covenant. covenant. So when you see the rainbow, you realize, oh, God promised, God swore, yeah. God made a covenant right. that he would never, never, ever destroy the earth by water again. Right. That's a token of a covenant. When you see it, it's a symbol. It's a representation. You say, oh, yeah, God did that. And so now they're trying to take it and pervert it and make it stand for the very thing that God calls sin. Well, you and know, they call it pride, and, and it, of course, pride is one of the worst things in the Bible. It's pride another one thing. Pride before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. Well, <laughs> and when you look at Proverbs six, and it talks about the seven abominations mm -hmm. that God hates, mm -hmm. an abomination mm -hmm. is so far beyond just normal little yeah. sin. I right. said a cuss word, you know, or mm -hmm. something. 
But when you look at Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16, it says the number one thing that he hates is pride. pride. And it explains it in the Amplified by saying that it is the spirit that overestimates oneself sure. and underestimates others. Mm -hmm. And when you have that spirit of pride, you speak from a platform in your mind of superiority over everybody else that they're just fools and idiots and mm -hmm. they don't know anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm the, you know, I'm the, you know, the greatest of all. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and it's just so, it's not only sad and heartbreaking to see that happen, but to have it pawned off on little children and to have it pawned off on women and the elderly. I mean, it, it's take advantage of all the most vulnerable people on the planet. I mean, that we've started with abortion. We've gone to euthanasia. Uh, you know, they, they said the third cause of death in, in Quebec, Canada, is suicide. Right. No, and they're not through yet. No. I mean, Bill Gates and, and, and that ilk, they want to, they've literally set out of their mouth, they want to eliminate half the world's population. Right. There's right. eight billion now, they want four. That means they're going to murder four billion. And then John Kerry said <coughs> just, just a couple of weeks ago, right. he said, Excuse me. The world's headed to 10 billion people and it can't, the, the globe can't, can't sustain 10 billion. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Let's just kill half of them. Well, well, well is, God didn't make a mistake. You can put that many people no. in Texas. And, and you know, and I always go back to that verse you quote out of Genesis 8 that as long as the long earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. That means we're going to be growing food and, and feeding people. That's a covenant of Almighty God. I mean, God. What, a, what else is there? Growing food and feeding people, of course, they're, you know? They're, they're slaughtering our horses, our cows, and, and everything else. Pigs. So you can't feed people. Yeah. You know, doing away with the farms, doing away with animals, doing away so you can't, you know, putting putting ground up bugs in our in our food, in babies' food. You know, the FDA used to, that used to be their job to make sure there weren't any bug parts in food. Yeah. To make sure that you wouldn't get anything in your food that wasn't right, supposed to be there. Right. And now they're, they're allowing them to on purpose put ground up bugs in your food, which scientifically, medically is one of the worst things you can have. The first I've thing, eaten bugs all over the world as a missionary. Yeah, the first thing that bug, that bug protein does is attach itself to the brain. To your brain. And that's what causes all kinds of sure. dementia and everything dementia, else. But, all kinds of but you know, pulling down strongholds starts with per person. Mm -hmm. uh, pulling down and well, there's sure a lot of strongholds uh, we need to pull down. Yeah, that's why I wrote the book, pulling and down, down strongholds. strongholds. And it's not only a spirit that would dominate an area like Washington D.C. Right. or Hollywood or right. or even your hometown. You know. Uh, if, if wrong things are being taught in your city and your schools and things like that, break out your maps, start pulling down those strongholds mm -hmm. and every high thing, every thought every uh, thing. that has tried. I mean, it's just geography in one sense. And if you'll begin to pray that, but you have to start in your own heart. I mean, you know, if Jesus is saying that my house shall be called a house of prayer and when he comes back, uh, will he find faith? Sure. Then it's got to be per person, sure. and that's sure. the beauty. I think if we, if I can say this without offending anybody, that the most marketable thing about Christianity is that it's per person. Sure, is that God wants you to pull down the strongholds. <clears throat> he wants you to arrest those thoughts. And we are to be proclaimers, purveyors of truth. Exactly. We have got to tell people the truth because if they don't know the truth they'll believe the lie. lie. It's like it's like decades ago, I was only 25 years old. I was in the, in the, in the nation of Honduras, in the city of uh, San Pedro Sula, and they just had a horrible earthquake, uh, excuse me, hurricane 
uh, six months before, and I always follow up a disaster with a crusade. Not not immediately, but give them time to bury the dead and right. rebuild and stuff. Yeah, that's and, then, and then follow it up with a crusade uh, because they need hope and help, and so you offer them Jesus. Yes. And so I was I was 25 years old, and I was having crowds at night of 25,000. And God was just doing miracle after miracle. I mean, Hallelujah. blind eyes opened, deaf ears unstopped. People would run to the platform night after night. I can see, I can see, I can hear, I can hear. Yes. I remember one lady ran with a baby in each arm, and she just, you know, streaming tears. And and she said, they can, they can hear, they can hear. And I said, I guess they couldn't hear before. No, they were born deaf, but they can hear. Look, you know. And uh, miracles were happening. Oh my. And Thank so, you, Jesus. Uh, so I mean, the blind eyes open were just astonishing. Uh, and and uh, I was in my room praying one afternoon, getting ready for the night service, and a knock came at the door. And so I went to the door, and there was a lady standing there, and she was middle-aged. I mean, at that time, I was 25, so she was, yeah. you know, probably in her 30s, maybe 35, whatever. Yeah. She was older than me, but she, you know. And she had a little boy with her. It looked like he might have been 9 or 10 years old. And she had on real thick glasses, and so I said, yes, ma'am, could I help you? And she said, she said, yes, Brother Terry. She said, uh, I came here to ask you to pray for me. And I said, what kind of prayer do you need? She said, I, I need you to pray for my eyes. And like I said, she had very thick, thick glasses. And uh, she, I, I said, have you been coming to the crusade at night? And she said, oh, yes, yes, it's wonderful. I said, have you seen all the blind eyes open? Have you seen all the blind people get healed? Yeah. Yes, oh, it's wonderful, Brother wow. Terry. It's just marvelous. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. She said, but I just want to know if you would, if you would personally pray for, for me, for my eyes. And I said, well, certainly. And, uh, and I reached my hand out like this, Renee, to touch her, to lay my hand in order to pray for her. But before I could touch her, she said these words. She said, this is just my cross that God's put on me to bear. Oh, my goodness. And I just stopped mid, whoa. I said, what did you say? And she said, this is just my cross God's put on me to bear. My, my. Now, see, she's believed the lie. Yeah, that's religion. That's mm -hmm. not relationship. She's been told the lie. The that, that lie had been yeah. preached from the pulpit. Isn't that amazing? That God's put that on you. Yes. You bear it. That makes you a strong Christian. This is your cross. You take up your cross and follow Jesus. This is your cross. This will make you stronger. This will make you better. Blah, 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 blah. Garbage, garbage, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and so she's believed that. Yes, yes. And I just stopped me there and I said, well, ma'am, no, I, I can't. I can't pray for you. And she looked at me really funny and disappointed. She said, well, why not? I mean, she's right. seen all these blind eyes open. She's seen yeah, crippled right. walk. She's right. seen me pull people out of wheelchairs, off deathbeds. Right. I mean, it was a crusade. God, I mean, heaven bent low and kissed the earth, and we got caught right in the middle of the smack. It was good. <laughs> and she's seen wonderful. all this night after night after night. And yes. so she couldn't figure out why I wouldn't pray for her. I said, well, sister, I can't pray for you. She said, well, why not? I said, well, if this is your cross that God put on you to bear, right. that who, am logically. I, who am I to take it off? Yeah. I said, if God put that on you, then I wouldn't touch the handiwork of God. And she just <laughs> looked at me kind of confused, and I just looked at her. And I said, I said, and don't go to the eye doctor. Don't go down here to the optometrist and, and get him in trouble with God. If, you try right. to, if he right. tries to help you and take God's blessing off, you get him in trouble with God. I said, if that's, if that's God's blessing, if God put that on you, you need to enjoy it. <laughs> and she just looked at me still confused. And I said, this is your little boy, right? She said, yes. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, if he disobeyed you, 
Would you take a stick and poke his eyes out? She said, I certainly would not. I said, I didn't think you would. I said, if he disobeyed you, would you take his hand and hold it in the fire and burn him and teach him a lesson? Mm. She said, I most certainly would not. I said, I didn't think you would. I said, one last question. I said, do you think you're a better mother than God is a father? She looked at me a long time and she said, I see what you're talking about. God didn't put this on me, did he? I said, no, ma'am. Now we can get it off. Yeah. But see, as long as you believe the lie. Right, right. She's confessing the lie. She's believing right. the lie. She's talking the lie. She's telling right. friends the lie. It's coming out of her mouth. She's right. not pulling down any strongholds. Right. You know, she's building mountains instead of removing mountains. Exactly. You can't be a mountain mover as long as you're a mountain builder. Exactly. And, uh, but you know, once you realize it's a lie, it's not true, that the word is true, that this, Jesus said, thy word is truth. And you right. see, all those scriptures, God said, I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. I mean, we see it Old Testament and New. That's right. And so once you expose the lie That's for, for sure. the truth, once you bring light to darkness, right then, hey, now we, can, now we can do something. But you've got to have the lie and the truth together to expose the lie. Right. If all you ever hear is the lie, that's all you ever believe. That's the truth. That is the truth. You know, and, and when we're, we're talking about not giving place to the devil. But see, we pulled out a major down. stronghold in her life. Yes, yes. That had been a stronghold for her for all those years. And, and that's, that's what happens. Those, those lies get sewn into your mind, mm -hmm. either by uh, an erroneous, mm -hmm. you know, mindset mm -hmm. of the community, mm -hmm. which can be in a local church, mm -hmm. uh, mindset in the community of actually where you live, your family. Uh, it can be, try to be inserted with sure. just a thought. You can sure. see something and, and a thought comes, sure. well, maybe sure. I'll be like that, sure. you know. Maybe my kids will get or this that or terrible that. actress that's making her little boys dress yeah, like really. girls. Can you imagine the scars, oh, the yeah. psychological scars, how messed up those boys are going to be if she continues in that lie and pushes that lie on them and how deceived and, and confused and, and messed that up they're going to no be? no joke. I mean, that's, that's the thing that the Bible explains so wonderfully, but yet it's a negative thing, is that it frustrates the grace of it God. Frustrates the grace of when God. When you have the truth on the end, you know mm -hmm. in your heart mm -hmm. what the truth is, mm -hmm. and then you act on a lie, yeah. then it frustrates the Holy Ghost. And, he's, and it's like he's, what? You knew the truth, sure, you know, sure. and it's the same thing in James 1 where the mouth can deceive the heart. Sure. People end up being deceived by what they choose to believe sure. in their soul. Sure. And I mean, you've covered so many of those things, but we need to stay on it so that everybody, Terry really realizes the responsibility of pulling down strongholds yes, 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 is yes, per yes, person yes. and not give place to the devil one second I mean, attack. No. And, and that's what you've always done. I mean, in the 50 years I've known you is just immediately go on attack. You have to. You have to. You don't sit and let it fester. No. no and, you, and when you're in the mission field and your life's on the, at stake. If a rattlesnake comes in your house, you don't say, well, I'll take care of it tomorrow. Yeah, no joke. No, you kill no him joke. today. You, you kill him now. Exactly. You kill him while you can find him and you don't go to bed later and wonder where he is. Well, the church needs to get back some more Backbone. Them and vinegar, yeah, no joke. <laughs> you know, and just get to where we're on the attack all the time. Pulling down strongholds, Renee, it's a good book. It is, and it's going to change people's lives. We talked for several lives. programs here and just, just been on one chapter. One we chapter. We hadn't even got off one chapter yet. My goodness gracious, you know, 
uh, Terry Mize Ministries uh, wants to help you in every way that we possibly can, audio, video, you know, everything that we can do, print. Sure. I mean, get everything out into the hands of the people and help you understand these things because we're in a fight and it's to stay alive and do something good to help other to people. Win. To win, amen. Well, in the meantime, you can go read your Bible and we want to remind you that you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. Bye-bye.